come and let the Lord show you the way to your destiny without delay. He has predestined your life before the beginning of time. So why don't you let God? So why don't you let God? So why don't you let God show you the way? Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today's broadcast is the third and final part of Gloria Watson's message, Hannah is Barren, but Change is Here. It was a hollow. We were planted in a valley. I was told a story one time about when my father, he worked on the county, and you know what that is. They work on the roads and make sure that they're drivable and passable and clear the roadways and make sure the debris and the brush on the sides of the roads are clear so you can see deer running out in front of you, (laughs) you know, or whatever else, so that you could pass each other easily without it being any danger. But we were planted in a valley, and my father one day saw this little, what was it, a birch tree? a little birch seedling or whatever. She's smiling because she knows where I'm going with this. I'm contemplating sharing this um, earlier on in the week. I just, and I said, Lord, how how will it fit? How does it fit in here? And it fits right here. That we were planted in a valley and my father one day reached down and he was with his other workers and there was this little birch tree, little seedling, just a little thing. And he reached down and he just, you know, pulled it right out of the ground. Just reached down and just pulled it out. And you all know that if you want to replant something, you don't yank it out by the, by the top and just pull it. But he did. My father was like that. He was, very, he was a very, my dad is compassionate. but he was a hard man, wasn't he? He was a hard man, so for him to reach down (laughs) and pull that tree out of the ground, was that was my father. You're going to come out, and you'll either thrive or you'll die. And so he took that little tree, and he set it aside, laid it on the ground, laid it in the sun there, tried to shade it as best he could, and walked away from it. Continued working throughout the day, and he thought to himself, I'm going to come back to that later, and I'm going to pick it up, and I'm going to take it home, and I'm going to plant it. It's hot that day. And when he came back to take that little tree home with him, his workers laughed and said to him, you're crazy. Why would you take that little seedling or that little tree and try to take it back home and and plant it? They didn't know that we call where we live the valley. I've always done that. We live in a valley. It was a dark place. The the sun would never come there for late in the late morning or early afternoon. And so he picked up that tree and they laughed and said it will never amount to anything. You know, it's a waste of time for you to put any time into that. 
It's not gonna, it won't grow, it won't thrive, it's not gonna make it, you're wasting your time. And, but he just took that tree anyway, and he took it home, and he planted it in the front yard right over, I don't know why he did this, Denise, but he planted it right over the septic tank. And I don't know why I'm saying that right now, but your adversary is meant to help you grow. That garbage that keeps coming against you is supposed to strengthen you. It's supposed to make you. It's not supposed to break you. Would you run into the arms of Jesus Christ this morning? Stop using the excuses that they treated me wrong. They said this and they said that. That stuff is supposed to help make you stronger. Now, by now, you already know the rest of the story. (laughs) He planted that little tree. And I'm telling you, the leaves were withered and dry. I mean, when you touch those little leaves that were on that little seedling, they literally just crumbled in your hands, so I'm told. And because I was younger then, I don't really remember the story. This is what I'm told. And I'm probably adding a little bit to it, like the septic tank. I forgot all about that we even had one right there. But not only did we live in the valley, but we lived next to a septic tank. Come on, everybody's got one. (laughs) And so he plants the little tree and it begins to grow. I'm telling you, it began to grow and it began to get stronger. It began to get taller and it began to get taller and it began to get taller. And can I just say to you this morning that living in the valley will do one of two things. You'll either die in the valley or you'll grow above it. You'll either die in the valley or you'll overcome it. You'll either die in the valley Or you'll reach higher than your circumstances. You'll reach higher than your circumstances and situations that are coming against you. Hannah. About a year and a half ago. Two years ago. Was it two years, Denise? That tree had reached the second story on the front yard of our house. We had a, uh, my husband and there were, we were in New York for about a year. We moved from here for the second time. Stop laughing. Talk about retaliation. (laughs) Talk about running away. And mother, It began to storm. It was winter. The years that that tree, when it was planted and began to grow, years and years of elements and weather and things just coming against it, times of, of just dry, dry weather, not a lot of rain, times of lots of rain, and just elements beating against that tree. But that tree survived, I don't know, how old? 30, 30 years? Whatever above that second story. And this particular winter while we were in New York, we got a really bad uh, ice storm, really bad weather, heavy uh, snow, 
And it took that tree. I'll never forget it. We actually took a picture, and if I had it this morning, I'd put it up there for you to see. That that tree, little by little by little by little by little by little by little, under the weight of the ice that had, been, that had fallen, the elements that were coming against it, little by little by little by little, then the snow came, so the ice was already there weighing it down, and then the wet snow came, and then it would rain a little bit, and then it would um, get a little bit more snow, and pretty soon that tree would not break under the pressure of that which was coming against it. That tree literally, I wish I had the picture, literally bent over to the point where it was about a foot. The tip of that tree refused to break under the pressure of what was coming against it. It was bowed down. It was low, but it would not be overtaken. And it stayed there for a long time, about a foot off the ground and refused to be broken. I'm planted. I'm a tree of righteousness this morning. And I refuse to be broken by the things that the adversary would send my way. No matter how heavy, no matter how difficult, I refuse to break. I don't feel it yet. I don't see it yet, but change is coming. Come on, Hannah, hold on. It's coming. I said it's coming in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And so the story being that all around the neighborhood, we took pictures, tree limbs were broken, that there were bushes that were just the branches snapped, destruction all around us, the power lines were broken, destruction all around the town, power outages for thousands and thousands of people across the state. But that tree refused to be broken. The end of that story is... Not a good one. I was upset because now I had a tie to that tree. <laughs> My father went out and cut it down. <laughs> but it's all right. It's forever. Forever in my heart. We got 10 minutes. Can you go a little bit further? Come on, somebody. I'll stop if you want me to stop. It's all good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This is good. Let me finish. This is good. So Hannah came to a place where she couldn't take it anymore. Are you there this morning? And she, had, she was reduced to tears and had no appetite. She pushed away from the table and ran to God. Do you know that the word reduce means this, to diminish in value, to bring to a specified state or condition? to lower in strength, to break down by crushing and grinding and pulverizing, to become lessened. The word appetite means this. It is one of the instinctive desires necessary to keep you alive. It is the very plot and the plan of the enemy to use circumstances to reduce you. And to cause you to lose your appetite for the things of God. Just so he can keep you barren. Aroostook County, I am telling you that change is coming. Push away from the table if you have to. Are you awake this morning? Push away from the table if you have to. 
Cry if you have to. Mourn if you have to. Get on your face before God if you have to. But do not allow it to reduce your appetite for the things of God. It is intended to make you stronger because he has a greater purpose than what you see right now. Keep on seeking. Keep on asking. Keep on fasting. Keep on praying. Keep on, Hannah. And she has demonstrated to us the perfect example how to handle crises and situations and disappointments and difficulties in our lives. Promises yet to be fulfilled. He has a purpose. There are things that you must bring to God and nobody else. 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all your care upon him for he careth for you. Stop bringing it to people who cannot help you. Would you run into the arms of Jesus Christ this morning? So Hannah makes a vow. I'm going to finish, Pastor. I know i got five minutes, six minutes. Do I? Do I have five minutes? I'll know when the horn brings, rings. <laughs> Come on, God's going to bring it. Only God can bring life into a work that is barely surviving and cause it to thrive again. I'm telling you, only God can bring revival to a rustic county. Only God can do for you what you need to have him do. Only God can bring healing. Only God can bring deliverance. He'll use a man and a woman of God for which to flow through, but ultimately it only comes from God. So Hannah makes a vow before God, I'm going to hurry right now. God, if you'll give me a son, I'll give him back to you all the days of his life. And Eli the priest is sitting there and he notices Hannah right away and she's misunderstood and humiliated and labeled. Eli thinks that she's drunk and labels her like one of the daughters of Belial who were women who were considered to be cursed or wicked because of their drunkenness. Come on, verse 16. And it says, for Hannah spoke in her heart only, no voice was heard not yet but change is coming bitter tears streaming down her face and an anguish of soul and silently pouring out her heart before God with groanings that cannot be uttered some have been misunderstood and labeled unjustly you've been called some things you didn't deserve to be called and maybe you did when I was a teenager in New York young woman young girl. Our home life was dysfunctional. It was overwhelming. I had a lot of questions in my mind. I was confused. My heart was broken. I was tormented by fear that was affecting me mentally, emotionally, and socially. It affected me every way in my life. Destruction. I was being sexually abused. And one night in a service, my mother, when my mom and dad got um, married, they were not saved. My mother got saved one day. It wasn't until years and years and years later that my father got saved, thank God. But we were at a service one night, and the Spirit of God was moving. The preaching had been, been done, and I was on he had an altar call, and we were all gathered around, and people were seeking the face of God. And we were crying out our hearts before the Lord. Some were laughing, some rejoicing, some praising, some crying. But God was meeting every individual for where they were at. And all of a sudden, I heard my name, Gloria. And the room grew silent. 
And I picked up my head and I, I, I looked up and, and all of a sudden this voice said to me, stop your crying. You are nothing but a tearjerker. You turn it on and you turn it off. You're just like a faucet. You're only doing what you're doing because you want attention. This man had no idea what was happening behind the walls of our home. He had no idea the circumstances and the situations for which were going on in my home. But the retaliation that I had in my heart was just to weep more bitterly, to be more sorrowful, because instead of speaking words of life to me, that person spoke words of destruction in my life and caused what was all already wounded in my spirit to be even more wounded and it should have been enough for me to turn around and run away from that place and never come back again but I just kept coming back I just kept coming back you gotta keep coming back and I'm not talking about a building or a place but you gotta keep coming back to the Lord Jesus Christ he'll never fail you he cares about you he loves you and nobody can do you like Jesus Hallelujah. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Publicly humiliated, misunderstood. Have you ever been there? I'm almost done. But I just kept coming back. Say, you got to keep coming back. And I did like Hannah. I just kept coming back. Hannah respectfully and humbly defends herself. He says, Hannah, you're a drunk. I mean, you're just, what is wrong with you? Don't talk to me. When you don't know what I'm going through, don't you label me. You don't know where I've been. If you come to me, you better have a word from God. Don't you come to me and put me down. Don't you come and label me. If you must misunderstand me, you better take it to the Lord. Or you take it to my father. Or you take it to my brothers and my sisters in Christ. Because I'm told they have my back. Hallelujah. So Hannah respectfully and humbly defends herself to Eli. And he realizes that he's made a mistake. And a word came. And the word from God can make the impossible possible. And he says to her, Hannah, here's the word of the Lord. Are you ready? He said, go in peace. And may the God of Israel grant you the petitions for which you have asked of him. And all of a sudden, something begins to happen. Faith has just sprung up in a greater measure in her heart. Because she knows that God is about to remember her. And that he is about to bring the answer to her prayer. And giving her the desires of her heart. But he has a bigger purpose. Hannah's name means grace and favor. And God gave her grace to walk through the difficult crisis in her life. That came out of the favor of God. And he gives her Samuel. So she gets up from the place where she's praying and she wipes her tears away. Her face is no longer sad. Her countenance is different. Have you ever seen anybody who has prayed through? They came in one way, but they went out another. Just like the word of God. It'll get you coming and it'll get you going. I don't know about you, but you don't have to tell anybody you broke through. You don't have to tell anybody that I made it. Because you begin to walk different. You begin to talk different. You begin to act different. You begin to pray different. You live different. You come back to church again. You begin to worship different. You're not that sophisticated anymore. You just let it go because you understand that you have been set free and that the Lord has done a great work in your life. 
And it says that Hannah dried her tears and went home and she ate. Come on, somebody pick up something to eat this morning. That God is making all the necessary arrangements. That God is making all the necessary arrangements. Hear the word of the Lord right now. For you to conceive and give birth to that which he's called you to. Come on, somebody is about to give birth to that which has been promised. And verse 20 says, in the process of time, she gives birth to a son and calls his name Samuel because she asked the Lord for him. And he's weaned. She brings him to Eli, leaves him there to be taught and brought up with the ways of the Lord. And I want to bring you to this point and I'm done. Now, in chapter 2, verses 1, and t- 1 through 10, giving you the really short version, can you stay with me just for two more minutes? Two minutes, that's all I'm asking. Hannah begins to sing a song that she hasn't been able to sing before. It's a song of praise. It's a song of thanksgiving. And she begins to sing prophetically. Somebody hear me with her whole heart and from the very center of her being. And strength begins to rise up on the inside of her. And she begins to pray and praise and she begins to thank God. I want you to notice something right here, right now. That this was the kind, this was not the kind of prayer that she prayed earlier in the chapter. That she didn't want anybody else to hear. This was a prayer that she wanted everybody to know about and to hear the cry of her heart. It was a song of praise. It was a song of thanksgiving. Hannah wanted to shout it for the whole world to hear. And I'm going to paraphrase. God has heard my prayer and he answered me and I'm smiling about it. My smiles are so big that I'm swallowing up all my enemies. And it is good timing. Somebody, he answered me and he took my circumstances and he turned them all around. Let's close the broadcast today in prayer. Lord, thank you for this word. Give each listener the grace to take the next step in fulfilling their destiny. Change isn't always easy, but necessary. We give you all the praise, all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Come and let the Lord show you the way to your destiny without delay. He has predestined your life before the beginning of time. So why don't you let God show you the way? Come and let the Lord show you the way to your destiny without delay. He has predestined your life before the beginning of time. So why don't you let God, so why don't you let God, so why don't you let God show you the way?